You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, I don't know if it's fair to say that you plan your entire week around it. But when you are in your car or sitting around the breakfast table and you hear the music and then you hear the voice and then you think to yourself, I got three hours of just me and Dave and Stump Rothenberg and I mean, I don't know. We, I haven't even talked to Jake about it yet today, but the possibility of a, of a football frenzy. I mean, guys, football's back. And I get that it is preseason football. And, I, and I'm actually going to the game tonight. Giants, Jets, bringing Alex, Sherry, and, and one unknown person at the moment. Why? Because Ben has decided, Dad, I, I don't, I don't want to go to this game. I don't need to watch Mike Glennon under center. You're not going to get Daniel Jones. You're not going to get Kenny Galladay. You're not going to get Saquon Barkley. You're not going to get Kadarius Tony. I'm 14. I have my own life. I'm not going, but I'm going, and I and I understand that I'm excited. And they'll run through the tunnel, and I'll have that moment of like chills where I can't wait. And then I'll be sitting there midway through the second quarter, thinking to myself. How long will this game take? Or how long until Alex says, Dad, can we, in fact, get out of here? But that being said, football is back. Today is August the 14th. Four weeks from tomorrow. Four weeks from tomorrow. And the world shuts down on the Sundays. Because on September the 12th, at this very moment, You'll be waking up and doing your fantasy lineups and making your your bets, which is just part of of football Sunday vernacular now at this point. And you know your 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 um your survivor picks and all that kind of stuff. So we're four weeks away, and you'll be thinking about the Jets. And I mean, think about you know Sam Darnold, and we go to Carolina, and what is Zach Wilson and and Rob Sala's debut, and just everything that goes, all the trimmings, all the excitement. That goes along with the football Sunday. And then you think about the Giants and how important the first game is. And they play the Broncos. And is it Bridgewater? Is it going to be Drew Locke? And how do they slow down Von Miller? And just so many Bradley Chubb and so many little nuances. Four weeks from tomorrow. And I got to be honest with you. I always count it down. It's always my favorite thing. I can't get enough football. And I love when it gets here. But. I was okay, and I was kind of riding the wave of the Mets, where, yeah, football will get here, but I'm loving the Mets. And football will get here, but I'm I'm enjoying what they're doing. And football will get here, but you know what? I have bigger fish to fry at the moment. I don't know that I have bigger fish to fry at the moment. Because the Mets, and I give them credit for last night. See, oftentimes, and we get a lot of calls, and of course the phone lines are open at 800-919-3776. Oftentimes, we will discuss the Mets, and it's, ugh, it's just it's a negative feel, right? It's just a negative tone, and you don't feel right about it. And you don't feel good about them, and you're you're turned off by what they're putting on the field. I got to be honest with you. I enjoy. I mean, listen, I don't enjoy the losing aspect of it, but I enjoy what I got to see last night. 
I, I, I do. Like, like I thought they played well. I, I was, I was impressed. They came back. I mean, they were, they were dead. DOA. They were dead. Seventh inning. They were dead for nothing. They were, you, they had no chance. And I was impressed at the, at the fight and the intestinal fortitude that I saw from the Mets last night. I really was. Now they lost the game, and that stinks. But here's, here's how I look at this. This is a brutal stretch. I mean, you could argue, and I think it's fair, that if you look at any team in all of baseball, there's not a club in the entirety of Major League Baseball that has a tougher two-week stretch than what the Mets are enduring right now. It's Dodgers. It's Giants. It's Dodgers. It's Giants. It's Scherzer. It's Bueller. It's Urias. It's Disclafini. It's I mean Gaussman. You name. I mean it. It is just murderers row. It's Scherzer again. It's just it's it's horrendous. So here is how I'm attacking this thing. Okay, they are currently, I believe, half a game behind. And let me, let me look it up. And I'm I'm very confident in that half a game behind both Philadelphia and Atlanta. I, I gotta be honest with you. If I can, and it's just with one less game played and one less win, if I can get to the end of this run and be two or fewer back of either or both of these teams, that to me is a win. Really. I mean, this is a, I, I mean, you can't script. You, I mean, really, if I said to you right now, what, what, what would be worse? You got Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers, Giants. What's worse than that? Uh, what what's wor- what what could possibly be worse than that? Rays, Astros, White Sox, Rays, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, Padres, no. Brewers are terrific, but I don't know if there's anything worse than Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers, Giants. Here, there, back here, brutal. So I think you have to be realistic and say if I am just if I'm breathing, like if if I fall through the ice and they bring me out, and the body is cold, but they say, we have a pulse, and he's breathing. When we get to the end of this 13-game run, you know what? That's a win. So, Mets lose last night. That's tough. You're upset by that. You don't like the fact that it happened, but I think you have to look big picture. And big picture is, Phillies lose, Braves win. You know what? I'm half a game out. I can one day in to this murderous row of games, I can live with that. So I almost look at this as either or either the Mets win, which is the ideal or those other teams lose, which is to me at this point also. okay. so Mets play. I thought they played pretty well last night. I do. I mean, I'm frustrated. They lost. And, you know, the first seven innings, they kind of slept, walked through the game. Diaz was terrific in the ninth, took care of business. You know, I mean, they had to pitch Familia for a third consecutive game, and I don't love that. And would I have gone to loop in the 10th inning? I would have. I think he's the better pitcher. I think Familia, you know, and every time one of these things happens, every time Familia's out there, and I don't know if you do this, I'm always like, you know, thanks a lot, Brody. Appreciate it. And then, you know, I'm, I'm all in. I'm up late. I, I was able to sleep this week, so I got energy. I'm watching the, the Mariners last night walk off uh, RBI, uh, Jared Kelnick. Last night against the Blue Jays. So Brody is kind of the gift that keeps on giving. But right now, as far as the Mets are concerned, just just keep the pulse alive. So we're one game in 
to this 13-game murderer's row run, and they still at least can see first place. That's it. I, I think asking for anything more is, uh, is just unfair for what the Mets are right now. Because they are, we found this out yesterday, and this is what makes, kind of takes the entire feel of where they are this season and puts a tremendous damper on it. Now, I watched the game last night. Familia comes into the game. The bullpen is, you know, not not completely rested and kind of a shell of itself. And I get angry because what they did at the trade deadline was not enough to add Rich Hill and Javi Baez. I'm sorry. If Tampa, who is competing for the World Series, competing for the championship, gets to the trade deadline and says, you know who we can be without? We can be without Rich Hill. And I'm the Mets or I'm anybody else out there. I don't love that because why? think about this for a second. It's like the Patriots. Why, why would Tampa look at Rich Hill and say to themselves, you know what, we, we're, we're all in. We think we have a real chance to win the World Series. We were there last year. What can we afford to not have? We don't need, we don't need Rich Hill. But the Mets, that's their big addition pitching-wise. The big move they make at the deadline is to add Rich Hill. So, yeah, I have a tremendous problem with that. I think they underwhelmed immensely at the deadline. Yeah, they made the splashy move, and I like Javi Baez, but you traded one of your top prospects for a guy that you might have for a couple of months? I don't know. I don't know. But again, with the Mets, just just keep keep the body alive. Do we have a pulse? We do. Great. Let's see if we have the pulse tomorrow. That's it. Either the Mets win or those teams lose, and if you can somehow stay right there within striking distance, right there, you know what? That's a win for the Mets. So 800-919-3776. NFL starts today for the locals, and you're going to get to see. i got to be honest, I don't even think the Giants' starting offensive line is going to play in this one. This, to me, feels like it has a lot more impact and conversation when you turn your attention to the Jets than when you turn your attention to the Giants. So we will certainly get into that as the morning rolls on. And then we have the Yankees. And, and i I got to tell you, I was looking forward to it because I, I, I don't know if you are. I love that movie. Like, Field of Dreams, to me, is one. Forget about one of the great sports movies. It's a great movie. It's, it's not even like a – of course, the theme is sports, but it's not really a sports movie. It's a good movie, and it happens to be about sports, and it happens to pull on your heartstrings, and it happens to be entertaining, and it happens to have a great cast, and it happens to stand the test of time. So you have the movie that you love, and if you haven't seen it, watch it. I'm, I'm imploring you. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's phenomenal. And, I mean, Major League Baseball for one night, and you don't say this an awful lot, Major League Baseball for one night was a tremendous winner. It was phenomenal. The night was great. And I know the Yankees fans saying, well, they shouldn't have pitched Britain in the night. No, I agree with that. I think that was a real mistake. And to me, here, here's the thing. I know they have, he's in his lane. And that's what the lane says. It says that Britain pitches the ninth. You, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't pitch Zach Britton high leverage in the ninth inning. I mean, I, I guess you might not be able to avoid him high leverage, period. But I, I don't want him closing games. To me, right now, Lewisaga is the better option than anybody. I don't have Chapman. I don't trust Britton. I could deal with Green. And you know quickly whether he's going to be good or not. And I'd prefer Lewisaga right now. So I thought the, uh, listen, whether you say that was the edict that came down before the game or that was Boone's decision in the game, I didn't like it at all. So that's my take. Because Britain is just, he's not, he's not at that level. We've seen good Zach Britton. This is not good Zach Britton. 
but Yankees didn't play last night. Maybe their best pitcher on the mound today. Red Sox win. A's lose. Blue Jays lose. So the Yankees are right there. We have both of our local baseball teams are sitting right there. But this is kind of uncharted territory for the Yankees. We are August 14th. And the Yankees are on the outside looking in for the postseason. Listen, Boston's got Baltimore this weekend. You don't love that whatsoever. And you have one of the better teams in the American League. So, listen, Yankees have work to do. 800-919-3776. Field, I mean, it's all on the table. Field the Dreams game. Yankees overall. Mets, where they stand. The DeGrom news, we haven't really gotten into that. We'll get into that. The Jets-Giants game tonight. It's, it's all. It's a, a melange of sports talk, like I like to say. I, I don't know if you're comfortable with the, the smorgasbord of sports talk, but that's what you're going to have this morning. And then, of course, at 1030, we'll do Stump Rothenberg, and all will be right in the world. So 800-919-3776. It's me. It's you. It's a, a summer weekend. Doesn't get much better than this right here on 98.7. ESPN. All right, Rothenberg with you on a Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. And this is big news, people. 98.7 ESPN Beach Bash is back. Friday, August 20th, Barry and Lake Como, New Jersey becomes Bar K. Make your plans to head down to the Jersey Shore near Belmar to join the Michael K. Show. I mean, this is big news, people. Live next Friday, August the 20th, from 2 to 6.30, with special musical guest, the Pat Roddy Band, and an appearance by Willie Wilson. All brought to you by Truly Hard Seltzer, Samwell Payne Management, The Good Life Transportation Company, Das Breakers Sports Cards, Deep Eddie Vodka, Rutgers Football, Calandra's Bakery, and Yingling Flight. You must be at least 21 years of age to enter. Uh, Typically, this is the portion of the show where I say good morning to Ty. I don't know that I look at it like this, but I know there are those that do, that it's an upgrade with no Ty and the great Jake Montgomery in the captain's seat this morning. Good morning to you, Jake. Good morning, Dave. And I don't know if it would be an upgrade because I think me and Ty are a pretty good duo, but I do think that we're going to have a great show today. You do, don't you? I know I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel the same way. I knew so once I walked into work this morning. Yeah, I, I know. And I know as you walked into work this morning, a naked man was getting arrested on the street. So <laughs> That is correct. So right? I didn't know what was going on. There was chaos outside at 8 a.m. in the morning, halfway down the block. I'm like, what's going on? I see a bunch of police officers. I look closely, and they're basically arresting a butt-naked man. He had yeah. nothing on. No yeah. socks, nothing. And, and you realize that your day could only get better from there. And, and I believe the first 20 minutes of the show, in fact, that it has gotten better. Would you, would you say that the first 20 minutes of the show was better than a naked man being arrested? It's close. <laughs> really? It's definitely close. Oh, that's not good. How are you feeling about your Yankees? Um, you, know, you know me. I, I never lose hope like Ty did a few weeks ago. But um, the game was rough. The Field of Dreams game was amazing. Um, I don't know if I'd rather have them lost 7-4. to four. It was nice to see them fight back, but losing that way was just heartbreaking. It really was. I, I asked Canty this yesterday. 
I said, by the way, did you watch us on the Michael K show this week? Oh, all week. It was and a what treat. Do you, think? you guys did amazing. Do you, do, you, do you look at me as kind of a burgeoning star? Or what do you What do you think? I, I saw you had a nice tan going. I, I look wonderful, don't I? You look great. I'm glad that this was a, a summer show because winter when you're like pale and pasty and have no color. I, I've, been, I've been out. I've been out. I've enjoyed the summer. I mean, you're supposed to be outside. You get some vitamin D. So, yeah, I got it going on. And you're going to the Giants game, you said. I am. Are you going? I'm not going to be there. But oh, is this on. your first sporting event since the pandemic? No. Uh, I, went to the, I went to the Hobby Baez first game as a Met. Nice. Yeah. And he hit, a, he hit a home run in that game. What? He hit a home run in that game. I'm not exaggerating. Two rows behind where I was sitting. So you didn't try to make a diving catch or yeah, anything? Yeah, no. No. I mean, I got up. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start. So I have. A, I over actually people. have a a question for you. Okay. So I worked the Ty Butler show earlier this week when he filled in uh, for ESPN New York Tonight, and he okay. brought up a story about you coaching soccer. Do you know where I'm going with this? I know. So is it true that you benched a five year old? Benching was it five? is really subjective. Okay. And what was the reasoning behind this? Well, I think. Let me tell you the story quickly, and then and then you will give me. Um, your analysis and your take overall. So I don't understand why I'm the bad guy here. We're, we're playing soccer. The team is out there. It's a tight match. We're tied, I don't know, midway through the second half. And our, one of our defenders runs off the field as play is coming down his way, Jake. Why, you ask? Is he, is he injured? No. Why? Say why, Jake. Why, Dave? There's a puppy on the sideline that he finds adorable and wants to pat. So he vacates his right defensive back spot. They come down, and because, in essence, we're shorthanded, they score a goal. Well, what kind of puppy was it? Well, I don't think that's the point of the story. I think so, that's, that's a big part of the story. I mean, listen, I think you're missing the, the, the entirety of the story. So I pull him over. I don't scream at him. There's no physicality. I just say, Luke, listen. Well, well, I would hope there was no physicality. No, there, there, there wasn't. There wasn't. Um, so I just, I say, Luke, I say, here, here's the thing. Um, we can't, we can't do that. That's unacceptable. And now take a seat and the kids that are non puppy patting children will be out there until I see fit for you to go back in the game. What if you totally crushed this kid's dreams? Like he planned on being a professional soccer player, but now he's that at home just thinking about how Coach Dave, you know, benched him. Listen, it, it could it could have been like a divergent moment in the road, right? Like that divergent point where either I, he focuses and realizes, you know what, I, I see what he did and I see why he did it. And now I have to better myself and be a different kind of player and, and a focused player. Not someone that when, you know, when the ball is coming down on my side, I run off to pat a puppy, Right. You or he could have no, been. I respect you. I respect it a lot, actually. So I, I, act, I think I'm being painted as the bad guy, where in fact I believe I was teaching a life lesson. Do you think Nick Saban, right? You, you think if like a CJ Mosley on defense for Nick Saban decides, oh, there's a puppy and runs off the field, and the Georgia tight end goes running by, you think that would have been frowned upon, or it have been, oh, it's okay, CJ, we'll get him next play. Well, you have been considered the Nick Saban of Pee Wee soccer, so. I do say that you— All I'm saying is we went undefeated that year. 
Way to go, coach. And I'll, and I'll leave it at that. But thanks for thanks for checking. Let's get to some of these calls. People are lined up. 800-919-3776. Let's go to James in Spring Valley. James, you're first up on a Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. Dave, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, it was a tough loss for your Mets, man. Really I really felt the agonizing for your Mets, man. It was really bad. Well, uh, James, let me but, ask you a question. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Why, why yeah. do I hear such excitement and, and a chipper tone in your voice? No, no, no. I, I really I really do feel I really feel terrible. You guys came back. You got nothing. You came back. And just to lose like that, that's uh, – it's 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 tough. It was a real tough guy. I'm not being the bad guy. I just I just examined that it was a tough loss, right? It was a really tough loss, you guys. But um, it was it was but, a tough loss because you you go you and, and they I mean they pitched Jansen for two innings last night. I, I get it that they're fighting for for to try to get back into that division, but my God, uh, you got to think that Jansen is unavailable today. And, and and here, just give me can you can can I split the next two games at home against the Dodgers? I don't think that's asking for all that much. I mean, if you guys do that, that'd be great. But here's a question I have to ask you, and um, yeah. I, I like to play on worst case scenario. The Mets don't make the playoffs. They okay. they they completely bottom out. They are, you know. Well, I don't, uh, James. I got to tell you, you know, I don't think the Mets not making the playoffs means they completely bottom out. I mean, they could just be. Uh, I mean, they've already, they've already let it get away. So the, uh, the expectation from yeah, this moment on true. is they don't make the playoffs. But continue along. <laughs> What happens more so with Luis Rojas? Because I never really quite see, never really thought Rojas would be the right guy for the Mets. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who would be in that direction, but what would be with Luis Rojas's job security? Because I don't think Andy Olson is going anywhere. I don't think so he I'm is. I'm trying Andy. to figure out. James, and, and yeah. that's a good I, I don't think he has. I mean, I think he is on very thin ice. And thanks for the call. Now, listen, has he had a, a tough hand this year? Sure. Your, your, your all-world pitcher goes down. Your, your shortstop, you know, has gone down and was awful. But, I mean, is, is there any guy that you look at with the Mets and you, and you say, boy, he's really he's, he's outperformed what I was hoping outside of maybe Nimmo? You know, Stroman maybe? Walker for the first half? So, no, I, I, he has underwhelmed me. I, I didn't love the idea, the prospect of him coming into the season. He's underwhelmed me during the season. And would I be remotely heartbroken if they moved on from Luis Rojas? No. Zach Scott? No. I mean, this, this, and and I, I couldn't even imagine it. But these these rumors circulating that maybe Theo Epstein? Can you imagine that? Theo Epstein with no budget? Oh, I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So, I would imagine. Let me throw this out there. I would imagine you love the Field of Dreams game, right? Like, uh, you, th- there's no one listening that, that could possibly call me that says, I didn't like it. Everyone, we universally love the Field of Dreams game. Not the result. I understand you were frustrated by that. You don't like that they brought Britain in and all that kind of stuff. But just the event, the day, the game, phenomenal. A huge win for Major League Baseball. So 800-919-3776. It's all on the table. We'll, we'll kind of, you know, pick and choose where we go. Stump Rothenberg at 1030. Very busy Saturday morning right here on 987 ESPN. All right, 
Rothenberg with you Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. So here we go. Giants, Jets tonight. You get to see Zach Wilson tonight. What, what do you want to see from Zach Wilson if you're a Jets fan? See, I got I to gotta tell you, it used to be that guys in the regular season would be kind of overly judged. It, it, it's now we're, we're judging Zach Wilson now on how he looks in a scrimmage. And people are all worried. Oh, my God, what happens if he's not the quarterback that we hoped? So he, the guy has a bad green and white scrimmage, and all of a sudden, uh, the, you know why I would be nervous, and this doesn't even make sense, to be honest with you, but it's just how neurotic I am, is that there's no way that all these quarterbacks will be good. And they love Trey Lance. They're gaga over Justin Fields. I'm assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. I don't know. I mean, it's a stupid rationale and reason for me, to, to but I, I am. But, but to say that, that over what he did or didn't do in the green and white scrimmage or what he looks like tonight, I mean, I could sit here without even thinking and tell you five quarterbacks that stunk. stunk. I mean, Eli Manning, as a rookie, was awful. The Giants went down and played the Ravens. And I actually believe you could go and, and – Jake, you could even look it up. 2004, I'm guessing it's like week 11-ish. Maybe 12. It was the week before they played the Steelers on a Saturday, I remember. And Eli Manning was dreadful. And I I believe his quarterback rating was zero. Zero. He was just he was that bad. But that that ha- like Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning, like it, 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 the elite of the elite quarterbacks were bad at one point. So to think that Zach Wilson or any quarterback who's young, would have growing pains. And for everyone to freak out, you know what it is? We are just, we are immediate is what we are now. There's nothing can breathe. Everything is covered nonstop. You got social media up the yin-yang, right? I got I got Twitter. I got Instagram. I got TikTok. I got sports talk radio 24-7. So if you're not good immediately, it's going to be dissected. And I'm not saying I'm not part of the problem because I do it as well. But I think we have to sit back and just say, give Give the kid a chance. Let's not jump the gun. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I don't think if he's bad tonight against the Giants, that there's a reason to you know start panicking. Ira in Staten Island. Good morning, Ira. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Dave, what's happening? Boy, I tell you, regardless if it's a preseason game tonight, it doesn't really make a difference to have live New York football after two years. Um, listen, I, I, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to get out there with my wife. And you know what? Uh, you're right about Zach Wilson, and, and I get it. We all bought into it with social media, sports radio, Twitter, all this nonsense. Listen, if he goes out there and struggles tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. I've watched him for two weeks. He's had his ups and downs. But why, why is that so lost. bad, Ira? Like, if he goes out there and he struggles tonight, now now you're going to have to hear, uh-oh, what, what's wrong with Zach Wilson? Was it the wrong pick? Especially with no. Fields and Lance and Trevor Lawrence. That's really the conversation that we have to have. Right. And it shouldn't be. But, like, you know, like you started the, this uh, segment, is it's the way of the world today. I mean, listen, I've I seen the kid, you know, Anita Marks is probably a little more right than I was. I thought he'd be a little more ready. I just, my biggest issue, you know how I feel. I think they should have had a veteran quarterback in case he does struggle if he had to sit down maybe after the fourth or fifth week. But, you know, he'll go out there. You know, he's going to get his you know, learn, learning curve. And I'm just – I get it. It's preseason. I just wish the Giants were playing their ones. I would have liked to get a better feel. Because, really, 
besides Wilson getting the feel of an NFL speed game and being in stadium and a uniform and everything that goes with that, you know, if he goes out there and he has two nice drives and they score one or two, you know, a field goal and a touchdown, that's great. But what do you really get out of it if he's going against the Giants twos and threes? You know, so it's like you're in a catch-22. But listen, he needs to work. i I'd be honest with you, I'd play him a half because I think he needs as much time as possible. But that's where these joint practices come in. And just as much as I'm against joint practices, yep. I think these coaches around the league now, they get more out of the joint practices than they do the preseason games. I could not agree with you more. And, the, and again, you know, people up in arms, why is Daniel Jones not going to play? Well, the Giants have joint practices with the Browns coming up. The only thing I'll say about that, I, I don't think you can't hit the quarterback in the joint practice, right? Right, but guess what? You, you don't want that. And the week after the Browns, the Giants uh, are practicing with the Patriots up in Foxborough before the Patriots come back down to play the Giants at MetLife Stadium. And if you look, the Jets, they're going to be with the Packers all week. And then the following week, the Eagles are coming up the floor and park to practice with the Jets. So I think in the long run, if the owners can figure out a way to recoup the financial loss of maybe eliminating preseason, I think if they go with joint practices for three weeks, I think the coaches and the players would be much happier than, you know, us going out. Like I said, I'm thrilled to go tonight, but really, except for being a night. All right, Ira, kind of kind of fading out on us there, but I get the point. And again, here, here's the thing I will say, too. Now, let, let, let me set the stage for you. If um, if Zach Wilson is awful tonight, I don't want tonight after the game and then tomorrow and, and I'll be on five o'clock on Monday morning. Um, I don't want to have a freak out session. But on the flip side, if Zach Wilson goes out there against the Giants second string defense and looks good. I don't think it's fair to sit there and say, God, he's the second coming of Joe Montana and look how great he is and all these things. Yeah, you'd prefer he looks good. Whatever he does, take it with a grain of salt. That's all I'm saying, right? It's one meaningless game. It has meaning, but not really. Bobby Long Island. Bobby, you're on 98.7 ESPN. First, hi, Dave. Uh, how can Daniel turnover not be playing tonight. He was the worst rated quarterback with quarterbacks had at least 14 starts. Well, I the listen, I agree with you. I'd like to see him. I, I would like to see him, but I guess the rationale is we're going to play him. We're, hang he's on, not, Bobby. Well, hang he's on. not playing for hang, the, the hang, third hang, Bobby, Bobby, can I talk? I get, I get your point, and I agree with you. I wish he was playing tonight, but I guess the rationale with Joe Judge and the coaching staff is we're going to play him preseason week two. And we're going to treat preseason week three like the old preseason week three, and you're going to see him for a half or three quarters. And you're going to see him against the Browns and the the joint practices. They they feel like it's enough, but that's their rationale. I would like to I see him tonight too. I think it's a genius general manager's call because he doesn't want his full booming full booming love quarterback getting hurt because he knows if he gets hurt, he's going to be gone too. And it's expense of the team. I'm sorry. Now speaking of general manager, this guy has even had one good draft pick in his whole tenure there. I mean, you really go back. I mean, obviously, you know, Thomas having the having the first pick of the four offensive tackles, he picks the worst one. Uh, Barkley pick a running back. He's already, you know, instead of those quarterbacks, uh, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen. You know, he's already has a torn ACL, and who knows if this guy's ever going to be the same. Uh, he pulled back to Baker. You know, terrible pick. Bobby, you don't need uh, to convince me. If I if I was giving a thanks for the call, a letter grade to Dave Gettleman right now, I'd give him a C. I, I, I would. I'd give him a C. 
I mean, the Barkley pick was a was a bad pick. Not that he's a bad player, but that that pick was a bad pick. The Andrew Thomas pick at the moment seems like it was not the best selection. Now it's one year in; that could change. I do think the kid's going to wind up being a good left tackle. But if you redid it, would he go fourth? I mean, if you redid that draft, would Andrew Thomas be the first offensive lineman off the board? There is no way, zero chance that he would. So I don't know. Do I feel great about him? I mean, and and forget about the free, you know, Nate Solder, Patrick Amame, Jonathan Stewart, Alec Ogletree. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of what he did or didn't do. Not trading Landon Collins, right? Taking Daniel Jones. You could look at Daniel Jones. I mean, we are right there, guys, at the crossroads of Daniel Jones. He's either got it or he doesn't, and you're going to know this year. There is no, well, well, we'll see this year, and then we'll put it into next year, and he'll get another season. No, this is it. Either he's got it, and you can build around him, and you have a lot of draft equity and capital to do so, or you take all that draft capital, and you move it into the next quarterback. Now, the Giants have their number one, the Bears' number one, two threes, and two fours. So they have a lot loaded up into this year's draft. But there's a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones. Make no mistake about it. I mean, everyone's to say, Zach Wilson, what is he? And how's he going to look? If Daniel Jones doesn't look good and play well, you're in for it. The only thing I'll say about it is in the past, I felt like, you know, if he's bad, then it's another year of him. And oh, how do I endure that? I don't feel like that this year. I feel like if Jones is not good, that good things will come from that. And you say, well, what the hell are you talking about? If he's not good, I don't have to deal with him another year. I don't have to deal with Dave Gettleman another year. And Joe Judge gets to bring his own guy in, and they will go get a legitimate quarterback this offseason. So in my mind, the way I see it, the worst-case scenario is there's one more bad year and then it completely changes heading into next year. Like, the the plan is in place, right? I don't know which direction they go in yet. Either the Jones piece works, and that's great, and you can use everything you have to get better, or it doesn't. He's gone. Gettleman's gone. New regime, and I have to get the quarterback. 800-919-3776. Let's line up the calls. A lot going on. Great conversations this week. Lot to do. Very busy sports weekend. Mets, Dodgers today. Yankees, uh, White Sox today. Jets, Giants today. It's a good Saturday in August. And it's me with you right here on a Saturday morning on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Rothenberg with you on the Saturday morning. 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's get to the calls. We have Stump Rothenberg at 1030 uh, this morning, as as we always, in fact, do. Uh, the Field of Dreams game was great. Um, it was entertaining. It, it pulled at your heartstrings. I, I got me. I didn't. I think, I think Costner was great. I, I thought the walking out of the cornfield was cool. I thought you know having the game right next to the house was cool. I, I thought the event was great. I thought the announcers in the you know, 1920s, 1930s attire was like, I did, it was great. The overhead shots were fun. The fact that the game happened to be, I mean, just stand on the game was great. And then the Yankees happened to just, oh my God, just a terrible loss. But overall, it was, it was a phenomenal night 
of baseball. You say, well, I, I didn't like it. You know what? Everyone else seemed to. It was the highest rated regular season baseball game in 16 years. So it couldn't have been more of a win. And it's cool. I mean, what are the events you have in other sports? I mean, football is nothing like this, right? I remember in college basketball, and and I've seen this in the past, where they'll play like a game on an aircraft carrier, an outside game on an aircraft carrier. I thought that was cool, but not the same fanfare. Uh, I think the closest that you can compare that to this is when the NHL has their outdoor games. That, like Yankee Stadium, Islanders, Rangers, that's cool. Or out- outdoors with Lake Tahoe as the backdrop. That's cool. And this was great. It really was. I-, I didn't see one downside for it. The players loved it. There was juice. There was excitement. They cared about it. Looked great on television. Uniforms were excellent. The play was good. It was good. It was really, really good. Uh, let's go to uh, my buddy, Spike, down in St. Petersburg. Good morning, Spike. You're on 9870 ESPN. Good morning. I have two family questions for you. Did right. you how did the Alex and uh, Ben uh, enjoy the Field of Dreams? And are you taking them to the Jets Giants game tonight? All right. So uh, they enjoyed the Field of Dreams game, but they didn't. They didn't stay up for the whole thing. Um, they, okay. they went to bed. I don't know. Probably the sixth thing. They liked it though. They they enjoyed it greatly. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I got tickets as the guys were going. Mm-hmm. A- Alex is thrilled. Ben says, "You know what, Dad? I don't think I'm going to go." I said, what do you mean? He's, he's a, that age. He's, a, he's 14, right? Exactly. No, no, 14, Daniel, yeah, Jones. Right, no Daniel Jones. No Saquon Barkley. Okay. Right? No no Kenny Galladay. No Kadarius Tony. Dad, I'm 14. I think I have better things to do. I'm going to opt out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's okay. Acceptable at that age. But you're there. So you don't need the players. You know what I mean? You've taken them to other games, though, right? No. Baseball games? Well, oh, oh, yeah. Other sporting events. I mean, yeah, they've, they've, they've each been to the Rangers, to the Garden. They've each been to the Knicks, to the Garden. They've each been to City Field. They've never been to Yankee Stadium. I try to avoid that at all costs. But, yeah, they've been, absolutely yeah. they've been to games. No, that's good. That's good. And And one comment on the game. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know how much I listen to you and respect you. You did a great job. You, you just transferred the morning show to the afternoon. It was fantastic. But here, here's my comment. So <laughs> you put the whammy on the Mets and you bail out, and that's fine, and you're praising Alonzo. You could review it to the people that didn't hear it. It was just great radio. And then and then the, the Yankees lose the game, so you got to roll in. And then the baseball gods come and bit you in the ass, and the Mets get beat last night. It always evens out. Well, how did I don't understand how I jinxed the Mets? I said the Mets are they're going. What did I say exactly? Like they're they're on the verge. They're going to sweep the Nationals. They're up four one. We believe, Pete. Then they fall apart. I don't think you said verge. I don't think you said. I don't think I said verge either. I said the Mets are going, but they were. I mean, they should have. They they were on the verge. They were going to sweep the Nationals. It was a done deal. Well, what I liked about the ending of that game is Alonzo shot his mouth off and took some unnecessary guff for it, and he shot a lot of people up. That kid's got a lot of moxie, I'll tell you. For a young I'll give kid you that. His defense. I'll give you that. I mean, for, for a guy that I thought just sounded foolish in a lot of the things he said this week about we got this and there's no worries and we're going to be fine, uh, he, he did respond. Really big time against the Nationals. I think he was, what, 6 for 12 in that series? So he did great. He did big very hit. well. Yeah, very, very well. 
Very, the very next well. guy to stay away from, uh, stay away from familiar. He's Armando Benitez reincarnated. Well, they have no other choice. I mean, that, and that's the point. I that's know. The call spike. That's why at the trade deadline, it's like you couldn't have added another arm in the bullpen. I mean, you got to be kidding me with what the Mets did or didn't do. There's no reason for that. Let's go to uh, George in Northport. Good morning, George. You're on 9870 ESPN. What's up, Dave? Um, before I get to my point real quick, you guys had a top five scary movies yesterday. Yes, we did. Um, during the K-Show. I don't know if you have ever seen The Ring, but that movie as a kid I have. traumatized me to no end. I hated that movie. That was something that really just disturbed me. Um, but let me just get to, uh, that's the one where they watch the tape point. and then they die within like a week after. Oh yeah. Yeah. It yeah, still brings back memories for you, George, doesn't it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, um, I, I've seen sorry. that movie and I, I don't handle the scary movie all that well, but I gotta be honest, the, the, the ring, which did have scary elements to it. I did not find to be a terrifying movie. Well, I was eight years old at the time. So for me, I was petrified so definitely shouldn't have seen it yeah i mean you, you watch know. you i guess it's you, what you watch, get to have an older cousin so yeah you watch any i i had the same thing i watched jaws when i was like seven and i i would i didn't want to go into a swimming pool like i mean i was terrified <laughs> i'm not kidding you terrified of that movie no everyone everyone has one of them for sure um but just getting to my dad's point you know i i know that a lot of kind of jet fans were kind of freaking out about our green and white scrimmage. I mean, I think we got to take a break and just, like, let this contract play out. You know, we gave Sam three years. We should at least give Wilson the same amount just to figure out what we have. The guy, the, I mean, you have to give the guy a, a, a – here, here's what I will say. At the end of the year, and thanks to the cold, George, th- this is the best rationale and sit back and calm down comment that I can make. And I'm not saying that I don't get up and down with the good and the bad either. But – Watch the season, and when you get to week 18 and it finishes with the Jets, sit back and say to yourself, do I think I have my quarterback of the future? And if the answer is absolutely, huge win. Maybe possibly so, that's kind of a win. And even if you get to the end of the year and you say, boy, I didn't love what he showed. I mean, quarter it takes time. This is not something that you snap the fingers and all of a sudden overnight, this guy is going to be great. He might be, but he might not be. Josh Allen wasn't great year one. And look at Josh Allen now. So it takes time. It's not anything immediate. And I think you really have to watch him and not freak out on every completion or incompletion or he was 24 of 37, but he got picked off four times. Like, calm down when it comes to Zach Wilson. And we all will do it, and it will be constant conversation. But I'm telling you right now, God is my witness. My goal this year with Zach Wilson is to take it one step at a time and with a grain of salt and not to freak out every time he makes a bad play. He's going, it would be bizarre if he didn't make bad plays. You know, how did Aaron Rodgers look year one? You know what? He didn't play. You know, how did Eli Manning look year one? You know what? He didn't play for nine games and then lost the next six until he won his final game. It takes time. Sam Darnold, good week one, then he got bad. So it, it's it's not something that you snap the fingers. Patrick Mahomes, how do you look your one? He didn't play. It takes time. Do not freak out with everything and Zach Wilson. 800 919 
1-800-919-3776. Amazingly enough, that's one hour uh, in the books. In this hour, we'll do more Jets and Giants. And, and I got to tell you this, the Giants have way more pressure, way more pressure than the Jets this year. The Jets this year is, do I like Salah? What do I have in Zach Wilson? And am I somewhat competitive? The Giants' questions need to be answered. 800-919-3776. In order of pressure, I'll break it down for you next with the Giants. You got Gettleman, you have Jones, you have Judge, you have Barkley. In order, we'll break it down, and we'll do it next right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so let's get going with the 10 o'clock hour. A uh, little Giants conversation. Mets, Yankees still on the table, 800-919-3776. Jets as well. I think you like what you've seen from Rob Sala so far, right? Like, like the, thing, the best thing I can say about the Jets is no news is kind of good news. They've just been very quiet, very matter-of-fact, very workmanlike, very businesslike. And for me, that's a tremendous positive. For the Jets, because how many times has it been, I mean, for lack of a better word, just dysfunction there with the Jets. So you don't have that now and you feel good about that. Great. Uh, Giants, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I mean, pressure on the offensive line. So let's look at where the questions lie with the Giants. Amazingly enough, going into last year, um, into last season, you looked at the Giants and you thought the defense was not going to be good. Defense was really good. You come into this season. And there's really not even a lot of conversation about the, the Giants' defense. You, like, the expectation is the defense will be good, right? Isn't that what you expect? The secondary should be really good. I mean, you, you've got you've got Peppers. You've got McKinney at your safety spots. You you add a Dory Jackson there. You've got Bradbury. You still have Beal. I mean, they have a lot of talent. Uh, Darnay Holmes, a lot of talent in the secondary. Uh, I guess the one thing that I would still throw out there is how do they get to the quarterback? And you hope that, you know, Zimenez and Ojolari and those guys, one of them can step up and be better and be good and they get to the quarterback and Leonard Williams kind of duplicates what he did last year and Dexter Lawrence continues to come along and, and that the Giants find a way to get pressure on the quarterback. But I don't, I haven't heard much, if any, conversation about the Giants uh, defensively. Like, that's kind of a foregone conclusion. The Giants will be fine defensively, right? Uh, when you look at where the question marks lie, it's all on offense. All uh, entirely on offense. Offensive line and that's Gettleman. Quarterback is the quarterback and Gettleman. Running back and it's not of whether he can be good or not, it's a, about, you know, is he going to be healthy and is he going to be competent behind this questionable offensive line? And that's another Gettleman. Like so for me, if I had to kind of power rank, and, and you're welcome to uh, involve yourself in the conversation at 800-919-3776, the pressure on the Giants this year, I, I'm going to go Jones 1 ju- just because it, it, the quarterback is always going to be looked at as that guy. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Jones 1A and Gettleman 1B. I, I mean, a, first of all, they're linked very closely. Second of all, how well Jones does just might come down to the fact of what, in fact, is this offensive line. And that's Gettleman. You know, that's Gettleman. And they've done everything within their power 
to try to make this as as easy for Daniel Jones in year three as humanly possible. I mean, you look at what they look at what they have added from the end of last year to this year. Your number one pick, wide receiver from Florida, Kadarius Tony. You signed a high priced free agent, Kenny Galladay. You get back Saquon Barkley. You should have a healthy Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton, I don't think, was healthy for the entirety of last year. He's back and should be healthy. I mean, they have gone out and really tried. Kyle Rudolph is added to the mix here. They've gone out and tried to add so many pieces to try and make it work. And there's no more excuses. There's no more, well, the offensive line. I don't want to hear it. Giants fans are sick of it. Gettleman came here with the mantra of, of and, and, and I'm sick of hog mollies. We're going to have hog mollies out there. When? This is year four. We are entering his fourth campaign running the Giants, and you have no idea whether the offensive line is going to be decent or not. No comprehension. How is that okay? So to say that there are question marks and concerns about Gettleman would be the understatement of the century. Jones, Gettleman, Barkley, offensive line. Pressure, 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 pressure. 800-919-3776. Nothing on Judge? I don't feel like there's a lot on the defense. Offense all over the place. Oh, quarterback, running back, offensive line. All over the place. 800-919-3776. Dave in Queens. Dave, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Dave, thanks. Uh, Kalandra's uh, Bakery. I've been trying the bread from you guys sponsoring it, and it's a staple now in my house. So here's what you do, Dave, and this is phenomenal. You look at the sponsors as if you should kind of partake and participate, and then you do, and you fall in love. I'm very yes, Dave. I do. I've always been that way. With um, if I like uh, a pro athlete, say I'll follow. I'll try his product. If I like it, I stay with it. Same thing with radio spots. Um, same thing with golfers. Whatever things nice. they wear. Um, billboards at hockey rinks. I, I've, I've always been into. The, I'm not. In so you're very business, loyal, Dave. If I if, if we yeah. tell you at 9870 ESPN, give this a try. Mm-hmm. At least for one time, you're willing to give it a try. Yeah, I never even saw it or heard it, didn't see advertisement, heard about it with you guys, and now I see it everywhere. It is out there, and um, I buy the uh, loaf of bread, I buy the sliced bread of Calandra's, nice. nice little wrapping. I look at the date, the dates are always fresh, and it lasts. Oh, this very is good. great. It toasts well. Too. Oh, it toasts well. beautifully. A little butter yes, on there, phenomenal. All right, Dave, what do you mm-hmm. got? What do you got? Yeah, well, thanks. I, I was trying to get through all week. I wanted to say I, I was saying bad news bears, bad news bears, and then you said it, and I couldn't agree more with the movie for sports. That was mine. Also, we're in the same age group, you and me, so I understand the, the passion with that movie. You sound much older uh, than maybe, I am. How old are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm a year older than you. I'm. I'll be fifty next uh, in February. Next February. All right, this so you're a year and a half. Jake, Jake, you would agree yeah, that Dave, Dave and Queen sounds considerably older than I do, right? Yeah, at least a year <laughs> and a half. Older. Yeah, no, more at than least that. a year I mean, and a half. You, you, you sound like you might be older, Dave, but I'm glad that you still have much time left. Go ahead. No, you know, I I just woke up, guys, and that's my morning voice. Yeah, I swear. Um, I yeah, I'm pretty youthful, Dave. Uh, I I walk about eight nine miles a day listening to your show oh, at, on the um. On the app, I don't get up at five in the morning. I listen to it on the uh, rewind or whatever the pie, whatever I listen to it all. All the right, time. Dave, do you have any That's any point on the New York Football yeah, Giants yeah. whatsoever? 
Yeah, well, yeah. Let me just say one more. Amityville Horror also. That would be yes, my horror. Yes, another Amityville very horror. scary movie. I would agree. Correct. Yeah, and with the Giants, well, I, I said this the other day on Anita's show. I want to ask you, are they going to do a patch for um, or decal something for Coach Fossil? I hope they do to honor him. Uh, I think the I Giants I have, are I have class. no idea. I, I guess you'll yeah, probably find out I, I hope they do, you, you know. Yeah, I'm sure nice. they will. I'm looking for that, you know. And and Dave, who's your favorite giant of all time besides Taylor's skill position? Um, say, I, I, who would be your favorite giant of all time? There, I, I, I was trying to guess, and I'd like to hear. Who, who I don't is. know. Uh, I'd have to give it some thought. Uh, I loved Joe Morris. Loved Joe Morris. Um, yeah, I mean, Tiki is it's hard not to look at him and, and, and think that he was great. Uh, you know, you know, the sad thing is. The Giants, over the the course of their history, have not had a ton of great offensive weapons. Like when I when I think the Giants, it's just it's it's defense. You know, and Lawrence Taylor. I mean, and Lawrence Taylor is just in a different stratosphere for me. Jake, you ever hear the story that I, as an eight year old, dressed up as Lawrence Taylor for Halloween? I might uh, get you in some trouble today. Well, why would I get in trouble? Never mind. Just tell the story. Well, I dre- I dressed up as Lawrence Taylor for Halloween. Jersey, the helmet, the, the 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 knee pad, like the whole the whole thing. Didn't get me in trouble. It looked phenomenal. I was adorable. Eight years old, dressed up, tailored jersey, going door to door. People knew who I was. It was great. Extra candy. So, what was the are... best Halloween costume you ever had? Was it Lawrence Taylor? No, that was it. Of course, that was it. I, I honestly couldn't tell you any other Halloween costume that I ever was involved with outside of the Lawrence Taylor costume. I think I was a big Halloween guy. You you a Halloween guy? I love Halloween, but you, you know do? what you know what people said when you showed up at their door asking for candy, right? What? That's Lawrence Taylor. That's Lawrence yeah. Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I believe they did. I believe that, like you know, the the wife would open the door and and she would she and and I think many people were mistaken that in fact I was Lawrence Taylor. Like a, a four foot four, you know. So you're saying eight year old Dave definitely resembled Lawrence Taylor. I think I think we I think yes. I think the ferocity, like he's six three, two forty eight. I was a so I knew everything about him. Like as a kid, he was my guy, right? When you hear people back, you know, say Mickey Mantle was my guy or Joe DiMaggio was my guy. Like Lawrence Taylor was my guy. And I knew I knew February fourth, nineteen fifty nine, like that was his birthday, birth year, uh born in Williamsburg, Virginia. I, I used to read LT Living on the Edge before every season. Like I, DeFellas was the name of his group of friends growing up. Like I love six three two forty eight. And people would say like, "How big is Lawrence Taylor?" Six three two forty eight. That's what I'd say. And they're like, "Well, what happens if he has like a an extra cookie or a sandwich and he's two fifty? No, six three two forty eight. He was my guy. He was my guy. Loved Lawrence Taylor. Let's go to. Uh, I was going to say real quick. Have you ever yeah. seen the Halloween video? I think it was from last year or the year before. Freddie Freeman, uh, the first baseman of the Atlanta Braves, obviously, he's walking around during Halloween and he sees a little kid dressed up as him. That's great. And he goes up to him, and the little kid has no idea that he's Freddie Freeman. He just thinks he's an, a regular guy. Freddie out Freeman on the walks. Yeah, Freddie Freeman walks up to him and goes, "Hey, nice uh, costume, kid." And the kid just like has no idea that he's dressed up as the guy he's talking to. Well, I gotta be honest. Well, I guess when I was little, and if it was Lawrence Taylor walked up to me, if I was dressed, yeah, if as Lawrence Freddie Taylor, Freeman, if Lawrence Taylor yeah. walked up to you, you'd be like six three, two forty five. Yeah, two forty eight. Sorry, two forty eight. I mean, listen, the weight is an important number. 
February 4th, 1959. Lawrence Taylor. I think you know more about Lawrence Taylor than Lawrence Taylor knows I might. about Lawrence Taylor. I might. What number did he wear in college, Jake? Why don't you tell us? Why don't you guess? Um, 52. No, 98. Is there a reason behind it, or are you just not let, that I letting, know the, letting the audience know that he not was that I know of University of North Carolina Lawrence Taylor? Yeah, number two overall selection in the 1981 NFL Draft. The number one selection was you have no idea, right? No idea. George Rogers, running back from South Carolina. Thank God. So you're just getting warmed up right now for Stump Rothenberg. Well, I mean, I have a lot of knowledge. I'm I'm not going to apologize. I never asked you to apologize no, for being a and very bright, intelligent man. Do you do you look at the station and think to yourself, of all the bright people we have at the station, we can't be smart, Rick smart, Michael, Don, Peter, Carlin, Larry, Anita, everybody very bright. Do you look at me as the smartest of the bunch? You are definitely top ten. Stop it. Stop it. Do you look at me as the as like the Mount Rushmore of intelligence at the station? I would say so, yes. Top four. I'm a top four. I, that's fair. I would say you're behind Alan Hahn and Chris Carlin. You think that Hahn and Carlin are smarter than No, I am? I'm just I'm just making jokes about the, the infamous list. Well the list is preposterous. You mean the, the Don list? The Daily Don. That's ridiculous. Did you hear Canty take over the Daily Don this week? I heard, and that's what the last caller was chiming in about. He heard all the lists with the sports movies yep. and scary movies, and you guys did a great job with it. Yeah. Chris I disagreed really with nice some job. of the lists. Well, Chris's movie, his his all-time sports movies was horrendous. Well, you could tell there's some bias, like Rick it was, with it was Slapshot, he put, he, Hockey. He put, it makes sense. He put Any Given Sunday as the number one sports movie of all time. Maybe it hits home because he no. played every you, given you Sunday. Tre- you, no. I mean, with the amount of great sports movies we've had, you lose tremendous credibility. So is Field of Dreams your favorite baseball movie? Uh, no, not necessarily. I love Field of Dreams. I love Bull Durham. I, I, yeah, I would say those two are probably, I mean, you, you know what? A League of Their Own is also right there. A League of Their Own is my favorite. It's a great movie. Absolutely. Great cast. Tom Hanks, Madonna. Rosie O'Donnell. So I was I was listening to the Yankee game, and John Sterling said he never saw a league of their own. You you know what? People, when when there are people, and they they love it too. Like I've never seen The Godfather, and I feel great about like why should be embarrassed? What what? How about this? What is the one movie that you've never seen that you feel embarrassed to have not seen? I would probably say Scarface. It's a good movie. It's a really, really good movie. Could I? Are you with me next Saturday? Um, no, I'm not. I have my cousin's wedding. I am oh, a God. groomsman in my cousin's wedding. You're I'm very, of, you're, you're full of excuses. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Uh, all right. I, 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 there's, I, I would like to give you an assignment this week. Like, give you a movie that by the time you and I work together next time, you absolutely have to have watched. And is that movie Scarface? No. Mm-mm. Have you seen Moneyball? Of course, okay. yes. Great movie, right? Absolutely. Watched it the other night with the boys. Phenomenal movie. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a list that I'm gonna see what you haven't seen that I would like. Have you seen Jaws? Of course, yeah. Have and I, seen- I and Dave and during the commercial breaks, we usually you know we talk about what we've seen, whether it's a movie or a television show, and I feel like we have very similar taste. Have you seen The Godfather one and two? I've seen all three. The third one, not so good. Not but so one great. and two. 
one and two are equal. Which one do you like more, one or two? I don't. It whichever one I'm watching. Were you about to say it depends? (laughs) Yeah, I mean they're so they're both like whatever I'm entrenched in at the moment is the one I like better. Like I could say you know what I think I like one better, and then I'm watching two. I'm like no 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 I watch two I like two better. Or I could be you know say no you know what I like two better, and then I watch one, and then I'm like you know what I think one might be better. Have you ever seen um, Friday Night Lights? Yes, I have. All right, so you're pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a list and I'm gonna go through them and make sure that you've seen the one. And the first one on my list that you haven't seen will be the assignment for next show. Sounds like a plan, Dave. All right, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We get to more of your calls on the the Jets and the Giants. We get ready for the game tonight. You can catch it at six thirty tonight, right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Here's the schedule today. I take you till noon. Anita twelve to three. Larry Hardesty three to six thirty. And then, my friends, Jets, Giants, 630 right here on 98.7. So line them up, 800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you on the Saturday on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Rothenberg with you on the Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. I don't know if I'm alone with this. I, I love the Little League Baseball on, on ESPN. Like right now, we got the Little League World Series going on, the Midwest Region Championship, South Dakota and Nebraska. I love it. I love doing a show, talking to you guys, watching this game. It's just, it's phenomenal. All right. Uh, Stump Rothberg coming your way in about 10 minutes. Get to your calls prior to that, 800-919-3776. Uh, Jake, I have pulled up the top 50 movies according to IMDb of all time. Uh, I would like to run through them quickly with you. And Wait, and is it sports movies or just movies in no, general? Movies. And the first one that you have not seen, which we consider to be a great, I would like you to, to take in by the time we um, do a show together next time. All right. so let Which me apparently hear... is weeks away. <laughs> no, it, it will most likely be in two weeks, but let me hear this list. All right. Number one on the list, I hope you've seen it. If not, I mean, uh, you're in for a treat. Shawshank Redemption. I've seen Shawshank. Okay, Godfather uh, 1 is number 2, 2 is number 3. Wait, so which uh, one did they have? In f- they had 1, 2, and 2, yeah. 3. Gotcha. Yes. And I've seen uh, both. So. I'm not going to, because this is my assignment to you, I'm not going to give you The Dark Knight, because I don't lo- that's not that's not my kind. I actually love The Dark Knight, so yeah. go on to number 5. Uh, I'm not going to give you 5. I love it, but it's an older movie, and I think you might be turned off. 12 Angry Men. I like it, but I don't think you will. I have not seen 12 Angry Men, but I don't You should at one point, it. but it's not the assignment that we're going to give you today. We're going to give you a, 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 something newer. Uh, okay. th- this would be the potential one. Pulp Fiction at number 8. Have you seen that? So my ex-girlfriend, um, yes, a, a few years ago, actually wanted me to, speaking of Halloween and costume, she wanted me to dress up uh, as the Pulp, Pulp Fiction couple, I guess. Okay. Um, you, would I, have been, I, you would have been the Uma Thurman character? Or no, she the was the Uma Thurman oh, okay. character, even though I think I would have pulled it off quite nicely. I don't doubt it. <laughs> you can be very voluptuous. Yes, Jake. that's what I'm yeah. saying. So um, she wanted to uh, be that, but I never saw the movie, so I didn't want to do that. I wanted. So to, you never saw the movie? I never did. So that might be the uh, there you go. The assignment right there. Th- th- that is on the list, according to IMDb, the eighth best movie in in cinematic history. Um, you've seen the first four. You haven't seen five. I don't want to give you a six because six is such a it's a difficult watch. What was six? Movie. Six is Schindler's List. Okay, I haven't seen that. Uh, I, I've obviously heard of these movies. Um, yeah, of I just haven't seen Schindler's Seven is Lord of the Rings. I don't care about that. Which stuff. Lord of the Rings? 
Uh, the Return of the King. So that's the third one. You want to hear a very funny story? Mm. When I when that movie came out, I want to say I was twelve or thirteen. I had my birthday at the movies to see that movie, and it's like three hours long. Looking back on it, I am such a terrible human being for making a bunch of twelve year olds just sit in silence for three hours watching The Lord of the Rings. But a lot of people Sounds do like consider. A great party. I think <laughs> I, I always have a good party, but. I think that movie actually holds the record for most Oscars won by a single movie. All right. Well, there you go. Um, and then, uh, hang on, now I lost the list. Uh, yeah, and then Pulp Fiction's number uh, number eight. So you'll take in number eight. So I'll watch Pulp Fiction, and next time we work together in 2022, I will definitely let you know no, how that goes. No, it's not going to be that long. That's just silliness. All right, let's get back to the call. Let's go to Dave in Pompton Lakes. Good morning, Dave. You, my friend, are next up on 98.7. Hey. Good morning, guys. Uh, how's it going? Love, uh, love the show. Love hearing you guys talk movies and Lawrence Taylor. But I think what he was referring to was the fact that he's got a you know the cocaine um, history, and that's why your p- producer probably said, "Hey, you know, you might hesitate to be Lawrence." Well, Taylor listen, just because he was my favorite football player doesn't mean I need to take all of his, uh, you know, all of his side business uh, into my Halloween oh, costume. Of course, no, I'm yeah. sure you're. I'm sure you're not promoting his. Uh, no, his God, no, of course not. Right, no. At least not uh, today. But anyway, I'm just joking. Um, so I wanted to talk Yankees. And, um, you know, what do you think we need? Because I think this year we're not going anywhere. I think it's, you know, with all the, uh, you know, trading and everything was great. But, I mean, what do you think we need next year? Pitching? More hitting? Uh, I think Boone's got to go. I, I, I got to be honest with you, Dave. And I know, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I wouldn't even worry about next year now if I'm a fan of the Yankees. Like, let me, I'm in the midst of. Why? Oh, you think this year, oh, you, you, you think this year there's a chance of them doing something? Well, I, I, sure. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series, but that my focus would be on this year, and let me get to the end of this year. Let me see how it plays yeah, out. In right? your opinion, you're, you know, you're. Well, you're, I, you're I don't. I mean, listen. I, 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 I need to see how it plays out. I mean, if the Yankees falter down the assuming down the stretch not, don't and make don't make, make it, assuming, assuming they don't make the playoffs, what do you think they're they need for next oh year? Oh my God! I mean, if they don't make the uh, first of all, I still don't like answering this because I don't know how it's going to play out. But because you know, right I like now, you, I because I like you, I will. If they don't make the playoffs, I think Boone has to be gone. There's no way that this team, and thanks for the call. There's no way that this team could not go to the postseason and just bring it all back next year. So I, I would move on from Boone. I, just, I would move on from Cashman, too, I think, if they don't make it. But you know what? I, I think the Steinbrenners love him, and he has enough equity there that they'd probably keep him. Um, I, I like Rizzo. I'd like to keep him long term. Obviously, LeMahieu's your, your second baseman. And, um, you know, I don't love Torres at short, but I, th- I think for the you know foreseeable future, he's going to be the guy in Urshela. And then, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence of what I would do with Gary Sanchez. Uh, but there's not, you know, I think you need to add another pitcher. Looks like, I mean, Severino, I guess, had a setback yesterday. So it doesn't seem like you're going to be seeing him all that soon now at this point. You know, the Yankees, uh, they, they, they need to uh, make some moves this offseason. But again, I can't sit here and tell you what, what do the Yankees need to do this offseason until I see what they do this season. Right? I mean, you know that Garrett Cole is going to be your ace. It looks like Tyone is going to be, you know, a good pitcher for a while. Um, Kluber, you know nothing about. Severino hopefully will be back. And there are some question marks. The bullpen is good. But there's, some, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this team. What are you going to do with Aaron Judge? I imagine he'll be back next year, but is he, is he in your long-term future? I mean, Stanton, you know, is for good or for bad. So there are there are a lot of question marks surrounding this team. Uh, 800-919-3776. Now, Jake, you live a full life, right? I try. I saw a naked man this morning, so yes. Um, yeah, that, and I think that makes for a full life. 
But you, I mean, you work a lot. You have a, a phenomenal girlfriend, right? No, I'm single. You know that, Dave. Stop it. You just yep. wanted to, you know, you just wanted to say that on air to embarrass me. No, you have a fun, you have a great girlfriend. Like, do do you see nuptials in the in the future? Or no, I am very much single, and you know this, Dave. So I don't know where you're going with this. I don't like the fact that you're doing this to her. But my my point is, you there's a you you have a great life, and you work a lot, you play a lot, you have good things. Is there anything better that you do during the course of your week than Stump Rothenberg? Nothing better, Dave. Nothing better. Nothing better. Are the lines lit up with calls for Stump Rothenberg? They've been lit up for quite some time. We've been getting calls for about the last half hour. And as you know, I am solo today without Ty. So it's been kind of crazy, but a lot I'd, of ra- pressure I'd rather you. it be crazy than, you know, getting no calls be- at all. Do you believe, do you believe that if we came on 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and not that this is going to happen, but I'm just throwing out the hypothetical for you, and said, you know what, we're not going to do a sports talk show today. Today we're going to do three hours of Stump Rothenberg. Or if a sponsor came aboard and said, you know what, on, on, a, on a, a Sunday, Labor Day weekend, can you just do Stump Rothenberg for three hours? Do you believe that we could have enough content callers' involvement to do a three-hour Stump Rothenberg edition? I think we could tell Anita, Larry. We could even probably cancel the Jets and Giants game tonight if we just did a whole day of Stump Rothenberg. You, come on. How many? We, we would have to take like uh, 150 calls. Well, why do you think the people call so early, Dave? Because they know it's so hard to get through because there's so it. many people trying to call. Do you feel like the callers that are ready to go on the line right now are good calls? So here's good the deal. question. So we yeah. have a few regulars. So I trust them. They've been mm. on Stump so many times that when they give me the question, a lot of these questions today I think are pretty solid. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, when you're a regular and when you try to call in every week, I'm just like, all right, you're a pro by now. So I, I trust So you give them a little a little leeway. Exactly. So now if they're bad, you know who that reflects poorly on. I'm not taking the blame. Oh, absolutely. If they're not if they're not properly vetted, of course it reflects poorly on you. Well, let's just say this, Dave. I saw your record this morning and ooh. Yeah, nice deflection. A Rick DiPietro quality deflection. All right. 800 Seven six. We will take a quick break. We'll come back, and it's your favorite segment, a segment that you would love to have for three hours, but you have it for the next 30 minutes. It's Stump Rothenberg, it's me and you, and it's next right here on 98.7 ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right. I mean, we'll give you the opportunity. I I don't know how successful you'll be. Stump Rothenberg, brought to you by the law offices of the great, I mean, renowned regal, some would say, Andrew M. Cohen. Um, Speaking of the overall record, Jake, I believe you would probably have that in front of you at the moment. Yes, I do. And going into today, you are at a whopping 215 to 48 record. I mean, do you understand what we're working on here? This is like UConn women's basketball type stuff. I am the Gino Oriema of Stump Rothenberg. And the Nick Saban of Pee Wee Soccer. There you go. All right, let's go. Fran in Massapequa, the great Fran, lead us off. You, my friend, are on Stump Rothenberg. 
Good morning, my buddy. How you doing? Good, friend. Yeah, it, it, you're right. Uh, it definitely would go all day if you did stump. You could do it 24 hours, I think. Oh, I think the, you would the, just a stump Rothenberg marathon on the station, huh? I would love that. That would, yeah, that would be great. Um, and I think you should give a little gift to somebody who stumps you in both categories. Because I mean, you're, it you're never happened. No one, no one has ever done the du- daily double yeah, where they get me amazing. on the first question and the where did they go to college question. Let's see if you're the first, Fran. Go ahead. Uh, all right, all right, my man. I'm, I'm trying here. I, you're unbelievable against me. Your record. Who is the only player in baseball to hit a walk-off home run versus the great? Mariano Rivera. I'm sorry, who's the last person to hit a walk-off home run against Mariano Rivera? The last person to hit a walk-off home run versus Mariano Rivera. All right, well, I believe Sandy Alomar did it. Final answer? No, no, no. I know Ichiro did it. No, Ichiro did it, and I'm confident that Sa- I, Sandy Alomar did it in the postseason. Could, would, would, does it have to be regular season, or could it be postseason? It's 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 the la- who who hit the last walk off home run versus Mariano Rivera. The question didn't have playoffs or regular season. Okay. So I assume it's the action. You know, I assume both of them are in it. Yes. So it could be playoffs. It could be regular season. I think it's Ichiro. Alomar was in 97. I'm going to... Uh, uh, all right. I guess... Is there anyone else? I hit a walk-off home run against him. You might get me here. I know Ichiro did it. I just don't know if he's the last. I'm going to say Ichiro, final answer. Once again, I can't get you. You're absolutely unbelievable. I knew he did it. I didn't know if there was anyone after that. Did you know that, Jake? You're Mr. Yankee. I, I don't know how you do this. I'm like... Always amazed every week at this time. Why? I shouldn't be right. Like I should just be used to no, it. No, I, like, I, I, I remember you have, that. Like how? How? I remember. I you don't remember that? <laughs> no. And I'm no. a diehard Yankees fan. Like what's wrong with you? I don't know. Right, there's clearly something, right? Is it fair to say? Yeah, Ichiro, and I think Ichiro was in like. And Ichiro doesn't even hit home runs. No, but I remember it distinctly because it was a low-scoring game and the Yankees lost it, and it was late in the season. So, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I re- I remember it vividly. Uh, all right, l- let's continue along. That's that's one and zero. Uh, let's go to Danny Long Island. Danny, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Stump. I'm on mile five point five of the, uh, nice. the end the daily trek. But listen, I, I decided I want to organize and run Stump Rothenberg Roadshow. Here's my proposition. We get a standalone Thursday or Sunday night game. I contact the restaurant. They shut the restaurant down at sports bar, maybe 60, 70, 100 people. They pay one price to come in. They watch the game. They get to eat and drink and all step up and ask you a question during the course of the game. Here's my issue. Here's my issue. I love it. 
We've discussed it in the past of like get, getting like a, a, a venue and doing something like this. Here, herein lies my issue. I don't want to not be able to pay attention to the game, so I don't want to be sitting there answering questions as as the football game is going on now. Right, the questions will be answered. Yeah, during during the break. If you told me during the commercials and halftime and maybe even a little post game and pre game, I would sign on for that. That would be great. Be, well, right. The Giants wouldn't be playing because we could Well, no, the, I, that I know. I wouldn't do it during a Giants game. All right, Danny, let's go. We can talk about this as we move along. Go ahead. Here's the question. The Mets are playing the Dodgers, one of the famed franchises in Major League history. They've won about six or seven World Series. I haven't quite looked it up. Can you tell me the time and the names of the players who very rarely three players were named co-MVPs of a World Series? The Dodgers won a World Series, and three players were named co-MVPs. Never happened before or since. So there were three MVPs in one World Series? That's correct. And you're telling me it's the Dodgers that did it, right? Like you're giving the that to The Dodgers won the World Series. David Rothenberg was alive. So it's not, yeah, I'll give you a little hint there. Yeah, it's not 88. Because that was uh, that was Hershiser. Don't remind me. Okay, all Sorry, right. Tremors over that. So it's got to be eighty-one. Pedro Guerrero. I can hear you walking. Ron Say. And Steve Yeager. The catcher. They say all rise for Judge. I say all rise for Rosenberg. You're right. Rothenberg. Come on, Danny. You had it. You had it, and then you let it get away. All right. 2-0. Are you impressed with that one, Jake? It was a great job by Rosenberg. <laughs> all right. I mean, nobody appreciates this guy more than me. He is Sal and Duchess. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, Dave. And a shout out to Jake. I like that story when you gave the story about the dog, and he, you know he says, uh, "What kind of puppy was it that he went to pet it?" Jake is very entertaining. He has a tremendous future in the business. What do you got, Sal? Oh, here we go. Who was the last quarterback to win a national title and a Super Bowl? The last quarterback to win a champ. Uh, a, cha- a national title and a Super Bowl. The last one. Ooh, can I get you again this week? You might. Um, I wonder. Now Jeff I know Rutledge. You're get it. Jeff Rutledge actually won a Super Bowl. Does does this guy had to have started? Yes. So he had to start at his college because did Tom Bra- was Tom Brady on that on that team that that won the national championship and beat Washington State? No, he had to start it. No, he had, he had to, to start. start Tom Brady, no. So he had to start in both college and the NFL. Yep. So it's not Bernie Kosar then. Nope. And it can't be Jeff Go Rutledge ahead. then. Nope. That's the way they – who was the last one so to win a I national I think title? Joe Namath would be that guy, but he can't be the last. 
How about if I tell you? No, I don't want. I please, not the year. I don't want to need your your help here. I can't. Uh, all I could tell you is Joe Namath was the first. Yeah, Joe Namath definitely did it. I think Ken Stabler did it as well. So it's got to. He's got to have started. All right. How about Joe Montana? I knew you were teasing me, you rotten thing, you. Oh! Yes, it must be for him to get so upset. All right, that's three and zero, Jake. I got it. I got it, Dave. Because uh, Tom Brady did it, and I believe Kozar did it, and I know Jeff Rutledge did. It. That'd be a great question. So but Brady, Brady didn't start in college. He didn't, no, he wasn't the starting quarterback. Isn't that amazing that all these college coaches and all these college recruits and all these head coaches in the NFL just let Tom Brady, you know, go by them? Uh, yeah, it's the 199th pick. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Stephen Clifton. You want to hear a guy that gets excited for Stumper Rothenberg. Uh, good morning, Steve. Morning, Dave. So we've been talking a lot about the Field of Dreams this week, which yeah. was released in year 1989, and it was the 14th biggest box office hit that year. So my question to you is, what was the number one box office hit in the year 1989 in terms of gross income? Um, is it, I think Batman was 89. Was Batman 89? Now I can't remember. I think Rain, oh God. Rain Man might have been 89 too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Batman. Final answer. You got it, Dave. Great oh, there job. we go. Oh, all right. 4-0. I wow you, don't I? Let's continue along. Let's go to... Uh, wait, hang on a second. Is this right? The guy's name is Brooklyn in Brooklyn? It's Brooklyn it's, Harry in oh, Brooklyn. All right. L- 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 can we just go to Harry in Brooklyn? Good morning, Harry. You're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Yeah, this is Brooklyn Harry. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Okay, try this one out. In okay. the movie White Heat with Jimmy Cagney, you know, Top of the World, Ma. Yeah. Familiar with the movie? Uh, 1949, absolutely. Right. What famous athlete is an extra in the movie? Hmm. Is it Jim Thorpe? That's the one. All right. Oh! Yeah, I think he's in that, that prison scene, right? I believe. Uh, that's what five and zero, Jake. That's five and zero, Dave. Uh, I think we towel off here. I have one for you if you want to do it real quick. Are or you, do you want to go out on the? Ho- I'm ready for you whenever you want. Yeah, but we're five and zero. Do we do we risk it? All right, go ahead. What's All your right. question? Well, the last two have actually been movie questions, so this is right up my alley. Okay. And this was actually the trivia question from a Yankee game earlier this week, and I know you weren't watching it because. You were doing such an excellent job hosting the Michael K. Show. All right. So the Wednesday question on yes, you, then, is what you're saying. That is me. exactly correct. All right. All right. So Feel the Dreams lost Best Picture to Driving Miss Daisy in 1990. Okay. What other two baseball movies have been nominated for Best Picture? Oh. And I know you hate two-part questions, so if you want to just give me one, I'm totally cool with that. I mean, I could probably think this through. Um, 
let's see. So, I mean, Field of Dreams, obviously. I'm thinking Pride of the Yankees. There's two. Besides Field of Dreams, there are two other movies, two other baseball movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. For Best Picture. I'm going to say Pride of the Yankees. I feel good about that. Bang the drum slowly. That can't. That can't be up for best picture. Good movie though. Do you want a hint? No. The natural. I don't know if it's the natural. Bull Durham. I definitely am going Pride of the Yankees. And I'm between Bull Durham, The Natural, and Moneyball for my second. I don't I don't think Bull Durham was. Well, I will tell you this. You are correct on Pride of the Yankees. Okay, good. So there's one more. 19... 42, I believe, Pride of the Yankees. 43, but who's counting? I don't think so. I uh, literally have the photo in front of me from the trivia question. That says 1943. But I think the movie came out in 1942. Oh, yes, but I think it was nominated. You're right. Okay. You're right. That's fine. Um, I, I, I don't think it's Bull Durham. So I'm either the natural or Moneyball. I'm going to go Moneyball, but I, I'm like 55-45 on this answer. Well, Dave, you did just watch this movie with your kids previously, and if you would say Moneyball, that would be Yes! So great oh, job by you, Dave. Am Six I to understand, and oh. Am I to understand that we're 6-0 and oh right now? If our understanding is correct, you are 6-0 and oh right now. Do well done. Do you recognize what's happening? You can. We might not even do a round two. We might not be able to do the round where where you ask where do they go to college because it might not be in play today. Well, if I don't miss a question. That's, that's your specialty. Like this is usually the round where someone might get you with. Oh no, yeah, two. I never go undefeated. So line them up. Let's see. I mean, we All we right. we could we we don't like to talk about. You know, the perfect game, but we might have a perfect game on our hands right now. 800-919-3776. I'm going to get a bottle of water and really cool down here. 6-0 and today with Jake on 98.7 ESPN. We are back. Stump Rothenberg, round two. Now, Jake, we're 6-0 and from round one, yes? 6-0 and from round one. We are now to turn our attention to the college question portion of Stump Rothenberg? Correct. You have people lined up for me? We have people lined up for you, and I All have right. some rapid fire as well. Beautiful. 800-919-3776. Now, let's remember that it's got to be, if you're going NFL skill position player, NBA, it's got to be, I'd even prefer not now, 80s or 90s, but I'll give you a little bit of leeway. So there's a chance, Jake, that we could, and I hate to jinx it, but I will, Go undefeated today. There's a chance. 
It's like when someone's throwing a perfect game or no hitter. You just don't want to mention it until it's over. But tell me this is not something that's crossed your mind. It has definitely crossed my mind. All right. Namaste. Dwayne in Jersey. Dwayne, you're on Stump Rothenberg. All right, Dave. This one is arguably the fastest man ever in the NFL, Daryl Green. Daryl Green definitely went somewhere in Texas, I believe. He went to like a a Texas A&M Kingsville, I believe. Let me think this through right now. I feel confident with that. Number 28, Daryl Green. Yeah, I feel good about that. I think he went to Texas A&M Kingsville. That is correct. Not skill position player. But, I mean, when you talk about one of the greats ever to to lace him up, we'll give him a little bit of leeway there. Uh, Jake, 7-0 right there? 7-0, Dave. Oh, my goodness. All right. Anthony in Mayapak. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Dave. All right, three-time NBA champion, Devin George. Devin George, I believe Virginia Wesleyan, but but let me let me think this through. Because he's not a Division I player. Is it Virginia Wesleyan? Or did he's the one that went to Augsburg University? Maybe Sedale Threat was Virginia Wesleyan. And he's Augsburg. Now I'm confused which is which. He's uh, I'm I'm confident he's one of those two. And now I have to think which one. Sedale Threat went to West Virginia Tech. Uh, uh, all right, I'm going to go. Augsburg University. You got it, Dave. Yes! Yes, that was well done, Jake. Augsburg, I believe, in Minnesota is the answer to that. Come on, Jake. And the perfect game is still alive. Well done, Dave. And now it's my turn, and now there's some pressure on me because I don't want to be that guy that gives you one that you don't know. You got to try. You got to try to shut me down. All right, so here's the deal. There's a big preseason football game. We've been talking about it all morning, and you can hear it right here on 98.7 FM. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to name several Jets and Giants players, and we'll see how many you can get. Current? Okay? Current players on oh, the team. All right. With the Jets, I'm going to go with the wide receivers. Can you tell me where Jamison Crowder went? Duke. Can you tell me where Corey Davis went? He was the fifth pick of the draft, and I believe he went to Western Michigan. All right, and the last one I have for you with the Jets is Keelan Cole, the newly acquired Keelan Cole, and this is a tough one, so I don't know if you're going to be able to get this. Well, Keelan Cole went to Kentucky Wesleyan. How, Dave? Do you remember the great drop that we have from the woman in uh, shock that you were able to get her question right? Yes. Good Lord, you're good. All right, that's my favorite drop. All right, so now going to the Giants, which is even more in your wheelhouse. I'm going to just rattle off a bunch, okay? All right, yep. Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez. Now, you're supposed to go skill position players, but it's fine because he went to Stanford. That is correct. All right, Julian Love. Julian Love, I believe, 
went to Notre Dame. Final answer? Yeah, he, he definitely went to Notre Dame, yeah. Right. Dexter Lawrence. That's Clemson, I think, right? Oh. Don't even let me think it through, huh? Well, you said it, and you're just going off. Adoree Jackson. USC. I'm sorry, say that one more time. USC. All right, I got one you more. You had me nervous there. I know. I was trying to psych you out a little bit. Yeah. All right, let me look for one more tough one to try so to So we're close one away. Up. We're one away. Let me count this up. 6, 8, 11. You are currently 15 and 0, oh, Dave. It, you know what? I We should retire this. You want to stop right here? No, no. You can ask me one more, but I'm saying if I get this one correct, we should retire. Oh, do you know segment. how many people would be upset if they came back next week at 1030 and there was no stump rock? Listen, I'm sorry. I mean, if we go 16-0, and 0, I think we should not do the segment for a while. All right, I got one more for La you. This is it. Last one. Let me find someone good. Hmm, who is my guy to try to stump Rothenberg for the perfect game? All right, this is a tough one. All right. New giant, but he's been in the division for quite some time. Newly acquired running back. I believe he will be the third string running back. So if you know where the third string running back for the Giants, where he went to college, I think that officially declares you the number one Giants fan in the world. And that is Corey Clement. Corey Clement, who I do not like from his days with the uh, with the Eagles. Now, I thought you were going to go with the Florida Atlantic's own um, Alfred Morris. Wait, you're not a fan of the Eagles? He went to Wisconsin. Dave? Game. Set and match. Not only did he go to Wisconsin, I believe he's from New Jersey. That, my friend, is a perfect game. Do you see what we just did there? You, I mean, you, you are the Yogi Berra to my Don Larson right now. It feels honestly amazing. And people are going to say, you know, it's the difference in the balls, the altered balls. No. This was pure greatness this It was this genius. You just, you just witnessed genius. Wow. Uh, Stump Rothenberg brought to you by, and he must be so proud to sponsor what we just accomplished, the law offices of Andrew M. Cohen. Stump Rothenberg, perfect. Andrew M. Cohen, perfect. They provide high-quality, timely, and personalized legal services at a very affordable rate. If you love the segment that you just got to hear, witnessed, enjoyed, start the process today and call 516 877 0595. You can get right in touch with Andrew M. Cohen or visit him online at amcohenlaw.com. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.